Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and this is the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. Welcome back to the Forever Marriage Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 8, and we are talking about um, the habits of grace. And we've been talking about specifically um, habits of engagement. So things that we do to pull in the things of the Lord, draw near to him. And so we're going to finish up talking about those today. And the last one is submission. And so we're just going to jump, jump right in. Yeah, this idea of submission, uh, <laughs> it, it, it tends to get a bad rap in our culture. Why do y'all think that is? Submission. Is it up misunderstood? Um, is it a pushback against the things of God? What do you think is the reason that submission tends to be somewhat of a dirty word in our culture? Well, who wants to do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, you don't. No, I'm kidding. I mean, well, of course. I mean, there's part of me that no, doesn't. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've learned I've learned the value of it. That helped a lot mm-hmm. in that process. But I don't think it's natural for people to want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, to want to lay down my rights mm-hmm. um, and to to submit, to be mm-hmm. under. That's what that is, submission, under somebody else's mission. You know, that's not always what we want to do mm-hmm. or to think about being under somebody else's agenda or desires or that kind of thing and so i think that's where the difficulty has come from because you know because not everybody's mission um agenda desires have been holy godly and good ones and so when we you know to come under that um means that there was oppression as a result of it or um a dishonoring of the people who came under you for some reason so there's been an abuse of power so I think that that um, is clear why is because it has been misunderstood and it has been misused. Well, and you you've helped me in this too when we've because obviously we started out this whole series. We're in in season three of of the Forever Marriage podcast, and this season we're looking at finishing well. And the very first idea we started out with is fixing our eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as I've, I'm just thinking about this whole idea of submission, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, is that Jesus spent 33 years submitting himself to imperfect authorities, be it Joseph, Mary, his father and mother, his earthly father and mother, or to the Roman um, leaders who, who were the leaders of the where he lived and grew up or to Jewish leaders for that matter, Mm -hmm. submitting himself to imperfect authority. So I think on some levels our culture pushes back, Hey, I'm willing to submit. I'm willing to come under this person's mission, vision, agenda, whatever, if I feel that they've earned it or deserved it. Mm -hmm. But that's really not, the biblical way. Well, this, you know, when we look at um, in the practice of finishing well in this process of submission, now I think that we, maybe to our listeners, you might be thinking of, okay, well, she's about to talk about wives and, 
you know, and husbands and that kind of directive, which is, I think maybe what the context of what submission gets talked about the most. But when we look at, when we read um, in, for example, in Ephesians chapter five, that says out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. These are instructions to the church. This is, you know, Paul is writing bunches of chapters before he even gets to the the scriptures about husbands and wives, husbands love your wives as Christ of the church. Wives submit to your husbands. Okay. All of that comes after this one statement of out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. So this is, was an action of how believers were to, um, to relate to one another because the, the, the mission that they were all under together was the mission of Christ. It was the, it was the establishment of the local church and uh of of the of the church that of that follows Jesus this was the mission they were all to come under together as equals co-equals together in this mission and so as they were to have this attitude among themselves of humility and of honor this blend of humility and honor with each other that is basically a you go first no you go first no you go first no you go first you know it was it was that kind of um, relationship that they were to have to one another. And so when you think about an instruction of when it comes to the wives, it just is wives submit to that one person. But when it's submit to one another, you think about, I have to get lower. Now I have to get, now I have to get lower. You know, when you're submitting to one another, it is just that constant practice of humility out of reverence for Christ. And so what does that mean? That means our focus our inspiration, our model, our example in submission is Jesus himself mm-hmm. and, and honoring him and patterning our um, submitted lifestyle after his, mm-hmm. who he submitted to his father. Um, he lived that whole submitted life here, not just not just to the authorities, but to the broken patterns of this world, you know, just, you know. He's God of the wind and the waves. I mean, he could do whatever he wanted to do, but he submitted and to the Father's will, which was to live a life wrapped in human flesh on this in this world. And one of the most probably inspirational um, cha- pictures to me of Jesus and understanding submission is Christ in the garden, where he is grieving and weeping and praying because the hour is at hand. And he says, if there's any other way for this to pass, this cup to pass for me, which tells me he would have, it would have been a, he would have wanted a different way. Um, but he said in that moment, not my will but yours and God's will for him was to literally really and truly at that point, put himself in the hands of imperfect earthly authority who would be carrying out, um, one of the the most profound history changing events and moments, world changing, eternity changing moments, which was to bring Christ to the cross, crucify him and and then and he would die as a result of it. That's that is that is a submission. Uh, you know, Christ will never be asked to do anything more difficult than that. Yeah. Um, so the instruction for a practicing a submitted life in terms of what we're talking about and finishing well 
is to have that embrace of humility and uh, and and serving in, in order for a greater good to take place. Because when we see Christ come out of that grave, there was a raising that took place in that. And that raising wasn't just the raising of Christ, but it was also a raising of everybody who would come to him in his name. That we were raised um, in that moment as well. Colossians 3 verse 1. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. So whereas worldly submission looks like you know, down you go and there you stay like a, like a doormat. It's that mentality that's associated to that. Biblical submission looks very different. It's like an upside down bell curve where, where when we practice submission is the coming down, but, but God, but there's a raising that happens on the other side of that as we submit ourselves to him and his plan for our life, even though we don't necessarily understand what it is always. Sometimes it's a very difficult thing to yield ourselves to. Um, but there's promises of the scripture of raisings, of hope, of healing, um, of when we when we hump like for example when we submit in the area of confession which we talked about you know earlier of when we submit to the instruction of submission there's a potential raising of of ourselves out of the depths of bondage but also our families can find true healing i mean there's so much that happens so submission really is very different biblically than what we associate with it just in a worldly context yeah i want to go back to two words that you used earlier uh, that i think are pretty significant is humility and honor and one um humility obviously is a position that we take out of reverence for christ what paul says in ephesians five twenty one is it's it's i don't say this in a in a um uh, bad way but it, it's almost as if when paul says Scott, out of reverence for Christ, submit to Dawn. It's almost as if I could hear him saying, not, not, don't hear this bad, for Christ's sake, Scott, you know, it's, 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 it's not because Dawn has earned it or deserved it. It's because you love and revere Christ. That is the motivation. And I think that in our culture and even within the church, even within marriage at times, there's pushback because we feel like, well, I can submit, Scott, to someone who's earned or deserved it. That's not the biblical model because the model that Jesus has laid for us is a willingness to put himself under imperfect people. But so, one, there is a humility, a humble ourselves. And it, when I'm thinking, you reference that upside down bell curve. It made me think of what Paul says in, I mean, what Peter says in First Peter chapter five. I can't remember. We'll get the reference, but he says, "Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves. Come, come down. Go down in the bell curve. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time." We see that in Philippians 2 with Jesus, who humbled himself, taking on the form of the bondservant. And then what 
at the end of that, at around verse 11 of Philippians chapter 2, there was he was exalted in that. And so we mm-hmm. see this humility. It's almost this I, I use this language. I know you and I have talked about it. I do believe at times there is a humiliation that precedes an exaltation. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the life of Christ. And that really is what submission is about. But I want to go back to, so that's humility, but honor. Because it's key, regardless of who we're dealing with, whether we're talking about a, a spouse who is a fellow believer, a fellow heir of the kingdom of God, a son or a daughter of, of the king, that is one thing. That is, but even outside of that, um, anyone that we're dealing with, we believe, the three of us believe that all of creation all of humanity are image bearers of a holy God. So if Emily has a family member that's far from Christ, but she wants to humble herself before Christ and before them, out of honor for them, because at the bare minimum, they are an image bearer of Christ, that is part of our motivation. But two, we have the, the humility, the image bearer of Christ, but then we, we talk about a child of God is the, is the next piece of it. And so as there's this humility piece, when I see you as my wife, not just as my wife, one who Paul later talks about submitting, but as in verse 22, of Ephesians 5, but in 21, I mutually submit. What we teach here at Lakewood in marriage is there is a mutual submission that I come under you to lift you up to experience the fullness of God for you, and you do the same for me. And it it is not done for reciprocation out of a contractual kind of way. No, it's not, I come under you to lift you up regardless of whether you come under me. So there is this honor piece. It's what you were saying. It kind of picks up the language of what Paul talks about in Romans twelve ten in the ESV is loving one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor is how he says it in the ESV. So you, you see that mutual submission is a demonstration of humility and surrender. And I want you to understand too, guys, submission is not something that we demand of one another. Listen, if I ever in marriage, I don't think I've ever done this. You call me on it. If I have, I don't think I've ever said to you, Hey woman, you got to submit to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, that would have gone yeah, over very well. <laughs> I, if I ever called you woman, uh, I always call you girl. I'm not yeah. sure why I call you girl. You call me know. boy. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Terms of affection, I guess. <laughs> Weird ones, but Or maybe we do. it's our mentality. Maybe, maybe it maybe, is. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But it's, submission is not something that either of us have ever demanded of one another. It's something that we do give to one another. That's right. And, you know, because of very, because, you know, in this conversation of living that submitted submission to God's, you know, mm-hmm. we're under his mission, mm-hmm. we're under his, under his banner, um, then we do not sub- we do not submit to sin. We don't, you know, we're, so we're not talking about submitting to sinful requests or sinful demands or sinful action. We do not submit to abuse and abusive behaviors. 
these are not the things that are consistent with Christ followers. We don't there's there's not a there's not there's not a command for us to submit to those things, especially as Christ followers, which we consider ourselves. Um, then you know the in, the in invitation. Uh, to, there's no. Uh, there's no space for me to invite Scott into a sinful lifestyle. There's no, um, there's no, I have, stay, I have no right to be abusive in my speech or my actions toward Scott or Emily, Emily sitting right here. There's no place for those two things in the life of a Christ follower. So in the context of finishing well, then this practice of submission has to be pondered over and thought about what does that look like, you know, for me? Well, the language we use often in the context of marriage, especially because if we're being honest, most couples struggle with this concept of mutual submission, and it's not that they push back on the biblical concept, but I think it's more often not just out of stubbornness and pride. Um, and the language that we use in our office and when we're teaching couples here at Lakewood is simply this. Hey, hey, Emily, if what Benji's requesting of you is not immoral, it's not unethical, it's not unbiblical, it's not illegal, and it doesn't violate your conscience, then why would you not? Hey, Scott, if what Dawn wants or needs from you is legitimate and it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's not unethical, it's not unbiblical, it doesn't violate your conscience, then why would you not? And often, if we're being honest, it's it's just because we don't want to. That's it's not, not comfortable for me. It's not it's comfortable. Not the way I would want it's not to do the it. way I want to do it. It's not where I want to go. It was just my family did it different than her family. And it usually boils down to that, which when I, when I kind of dissect that out in myself, I'm like, well, that's either just stubbornness or pride. And so it, it's not that what Benji's asking of Emily or Emily's asking of Benji or you're asking of me is any of those five indicators. It's none of that. It's just, I just don't want to do it. And that gets to a heart issue that, you know, it's where we would say the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart there. And so when we're talking about this issue of submission, it is the last of the habits of grace that is a habit of engagement. And we do believe uh, it is a key habit for us, if you really want to use it almost, guys, as just a measure of your maturity in Christ, is can I at work, at home, in my extended family, um, when when I am being put in these positions that I, I am being asked to come under to, come under someone else's mission, vision, and agenda, that's not unethical, it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's not unbiblical, it doesn't violate my conscience, I just don't want to do it. The question we want to leave you is, why is that? And that's something, go back to our previous episode through Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, Psalm 26, verse 2, just ask the Lord, Lord, examine me. What is this pushback in me, this unwillingness to submit myself? I have a Savior, Jesus, who for 33 years 
practiced a habit of submitting himself to an imperfect authority of which he could have easily said, no, that's not the right way to do it. I can tell you the right way to do it. You need to do it my way. But he didn't do that. So if we're unwilling to submit, we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my mind and my heart. That's our prayer for you. Let me pray for you as we finish this episode. Lord, I pray for our listeners, and I pray, Father, that your word would be implanted in hearts and minds that are pliable, that are willing to submit to you, to the truth of your word, the truth of Scripture that transforms our hearts and our minds. And I pray, Lord, for that husband, I pray for that wife that's listening, that may be struggling to adapt this in into the context of marriage. But Lord, I pray that you would build a level of trust between them and you. Because at the end of the day, our willingness to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ comes back to our our really our ability to trust you. Do we believe that you know what's best for us? Do we believe that you want what's best for us? Do we believe that you can provide it? And so when we know that emphatically is true, we're willing to step a, take a step of faith to submit to one another out of reverence for you and trust you with the end result, whatever that may be. So, Lord, like the man that was encountering Jesus, our prayer is simply this. We believe, Lord, help our unbelief. And we pray this in Jesus' name.